0: You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. Joshua chapter 24 and verse number
1: 14. The Bible says, Now therefore, fear the Lord, and serve Him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt and serve ye the Lord. Verse 15, and if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom ye will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And the people answered and said, God forbid that we uh, should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. Verse 17, for the Lord our God, he it is that brought us up and our fathers out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage and which did those great signs in our sight and preserved us in all the way wherein we went and among all the people through whom we passed. And the Lord drave out from before us all the people, even the Amorites, which dwelt in the land. Therefore will we also serve the Lord, for he is our God. And Joshua said unto the people, Ye cannot serve the Lord, for he is an holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your transgressions nor your sins. If ye forsake the Lord and serve strange gods, then... He will turn and do you hurt and consume you. After that, he hath done you good. And the people said unto Joshua, Nay, but we will serve the Lord. And Joshua said unto the people, Ye are witnesses against yourselves that ye have chosen you, the Lord, to serve him. And they said, We are witnesses. Now therefore put away, said he, the strange gods which are among you, and incline your heart unto the Lord, God of Israel. Verse 24 And the people said unto Joshua, The Lord our God will we serve, and his voice will we obey. So Joshua made a covenant with the people that day, and set them a statue and an ordinance in Shechem. And Joshua wrote these words in the book of the law of God, and took a great stone, and set it up there under an oak that was by the sanctuary of the Lord. And Joshua said unto all the people, Behold, This stone shall be a witness unto us, for it hath heard all the words of the Lord which he spake unto us. It shall be therefore a witness unto you, lest ye deny your God. And verse 28, So Joshua let the people depart, every man unto his inheritance.
0: Amen. You may be seated. That was a a long passage, and I told Brother Dan ahead of time, I said that was not a mistake. I, I wanted to have all of that read. I won't take the time to uh, preach the entire passage, but I would challenge the families here for parent-baby dedication. I challenge you to go back and read that passage, study that passage. Uh, I'd encourage you to go back and listen to this message, uh, maybe even again, just to make sure that you understand uh, what we're trying to convey tonight. And I want to tell you, this message is not just for the parents from the parent-baby dedication. It's a message for all of us. This is a reminder for every one of us, verse number 15, that we have a choice. We're going to have to choose who we're going to serve. And that is not just a one-time decision. Have you ever noticed that? You make a decision on Sunday, say, I'm going to live for God and serve God. But you got to make the choice on Monday. You're going to wake up Tuesday morning, you're going to have a choice. You're going to live for God or you're going to live for yourself. You're going to live for God or you're going to live for the world. But I want to draw your attention to verse number 15, and I want you to see the phrase where it says, as for me, Joshua says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Our Father, I pray you'd speak to us from your word. I thank you for it. I thank you that these are not just man's ideas. These are not just stories or or examples or principles but these are the very words of God written and preserved for us today for this service that we could take these words and we could apply them and we could live them and obey them and we could have the blessings that you have promised for those who will obey and those that will follow you i pray you'd speak to us tonight in these few moments we're together in Jesus name amen as for me in my house, I can't speak for you, and I can't speak for your house, and you can't speak for me, and you can't speak for my house, but you can speak for you, and you can speak for your house. I think we worry far too much about what everybody else is doing, sometimes because it makes us feel better. We, we see that the Proctors, Jeremy and Brittany Proctor, they have a child that, you know, throws a Bible. By the way, I made the statement up here, and Jeremy, you're folks here, so I need to apologize. I said, it probably came from the Proctor side. I'm not so sure that's true. But last year at the parent-baby dedication, I was trying to hold Micah for two seconds, and he's grabbing the microphone and going crazy, so... Uh, It's, 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 it's high energy. That's what we call it. Right. And by the way, I'm teasing with now, but we like to compare ourselves with others. I think sometimes it makes us feel better. Sometimes we like to see what everybody else is doing because we use it as justification. Well, if somebody else has that in their home, then I can have it in mine because after all they're Christians, they go to church They're you know, they sing in the choir or they work in whatever. And by the way, We worry too much about what everybody else is doing. Let's get back to worrying about what God has us to do. And let's decide that as far as we are concerned, we will serve the Lord. I'm responsible for myself. I'm responsible for my house. I must be what God wants me to be. God created me. God loves me. I belong to God. I am not my own. I have been bought with a price and I have a responsibility to please the Lord. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I'm talking to the the fathers. I'm talking to the, the, the husbands in here. I'm talking to the men in your house. You have a responsibility to guide your home. There are some cases where there is not a dad or there is not a husband and I thank the Lord we've got some godly ladies who are willing to say we're going to set a direction and we're going to serve God. I thank the Lord for the husbands and wives, the teams that have said together we're going to serve God. But can I tell you, as for me, in my house, God has given me my family. My family is not mine. They don't belong to me. They've been given to me by God and they belong to God. On the certificate that we gave each of the families there's several verses. One of those verses is when Hannah prayed for a a child and God blessed Hannah with Samuel and she brought Samuel back and she said, for this child I have prayed. And now she said, I have lent him to the Lord. She said, I'm giving him back to God because God is the one that gave him In the first place, children are an heritage of the Lord. That word heritage means an inheritance. Children are a gift. Children are a treasure. Children are a blessing. Let me remind you tonight, and we saw some tiny babies up here. We saw little Allison, and we saw little Olivia. And uh, by the way, all the babies, all the babies are a miracle. But you see those tiny little babies. And I want to remind you that a baby is a miracle. Only God could give life like we saw in those precious babies. As for me and my house, it's a decision you're going to have to make. Number one, I want you to see the decision. It says in verse number 15, and if it seem evil... Unto you. That word evil does not mean wicked, it just means if it seems bad, if it seems like a mistake for you to serve the Lord, then you're gonna have to choose. Choose you this day whom you will serve. There's a decision, there are choices. The decision must be made today. Have you ever noticed when you don't make a decision today and you put it off? Sometimes you never get back to making a decision. Maybe there's a decision that you put off days or weeks or months or years ago and you still haven't made the decision. You might be able to put some things off, friend, but you can't put off the decision to serve God. You must make that choice today. There's no time to waste. The children grow up too fast. Before you know it, you're going to blink. And that child's not going to be a baby. That child's going to be a teenager. And you're going to blink again, and that child's going to be getting married, and that child's going to be having a family. There's no time to waste. We must make the choice today. Choose you this day whom you will serve. Notice verse 15. Whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood. That's not talking about the flood in Genesis 6 when Noah got the animals on the ark. That's not what it's talking about. Look at Joshua 24. In verse number two, Joshua said unto all the people, thus saith the Lord God of Israel, your fathers dwelt on the other side of the flood in old time, even Terah, the father of Abraham and the father of Nacor, and they served other gods. That word flood is literally talking about the Euphrates River that Abraham literally had to cross over when he searched for a city whose builder and maker was God. And by faith, he said, I'm leaving my father's house. I'm leaving the gods of my father. And I'm going to go and I'm going to serve the God, Jehovah, the creator of the universe. And Joshua tells the people, he said, hey, you can serve those gods that Abraham served before he got saved, before he believed God, before he knew God let me ask you this, why would you want to do that? Why would you want to go and serve the gods you served before you got saved? Why would you want to go back to the world? Why would you want to go back uh, uh, to the world and the flesh and all uh, uh, all of that lifestyle? Joshua says, you can choose that if you want to. He said, not me. He said, I'm not going back to the gods that Abraham served before he knew God. But then he says this, or the gods, of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. The children of Israel are in Canaan land. They're in the promised land, the land that the Amorites had controlled. And Joshua said, you can serve their gods if you want to. Those gods that are made of wood and made of stone. Those gods that have ears, but they can't hear. Those gods that have eyes, but they cannot see. Those gods that have mouths, but they cannot speak. You can serve those gods if you want to. But why would you want to serve a God that's not even real? I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a clue. You know how we know that idols are not real gods? If you have to make the idol, that idol didn't make you. And Joshua said, you're going to serve the gods of the Amorites in whose lands you dwell? He said, you can do that, but you're going to have to make the choice. But he said this, as for me and my house... We will serve the Lord. Number one, the decision. Number two, I see the determination. Joshua said, we will. I want to say this evening for all of us in this auditorium, it's going to take some determination to serve God. You see, serving God is not easy. Serving God is not popular. Serving God is not convenient. But tonight, no matter how much it costs, no matter how difficult it may be, I want to tell you this, you're going to have to determine by God's grace and with God's help that you will serve the Lord. And I want to tell you, no matter how much it costs, it's worth it to serve God. I like what the songwriter said, A sweeter gets the journey every day. Serving Jesus really pays. It may not pay down here, You may not see the reward down here, but when you get to heaven, I promise you, you'll have no regrets that you chose to serve the Lord. We will serve the Lord. But then I want you to notice number three, the definition. Pastor, we are already on the third point. Well, I got 323, so we're going to have to keep moving along. Number three, the definition. What does it mean to serve God? Have you ever noticed sometimes we throw out those terms just kind of loosely, and we don't really stop and think what they mean. Serving God is not just punching a clock. Serving God is not just completing a task, but serving God. Look with me at verse number 14. Serving God involves fearing the Lord, having a proper reverence or respect for God. Now, therefore, fear the Lord. Serving God is serving. It's labor. It's work. It's not easy. It takes Some commitment to say, I'm going to do the job that God's given me. It says, fear the Lord, serve Him in sincerity. Do you know God wants us to serve Him and be sincere about it? God wants us to serve Him and be real about it? Can I tell you, parents, you know this. I don't have to tell you. But you might fool some people at church. And you might fool some people at work, but you're not gonna fool your children. Your children that live in your house, they're going to know if your Christianity is real. I'm not saying you're perfect. I'm not saying I'm perfect. We're far from it. But our children need to know that when we fall, we get back up, that when we sin, we confess it, we get up, we keep going. But we're in this thing and we are sincere, we're real, we're genuine in sincerity, and in truth. Our children cannot serve God in truth if they're not taught the truth of the Word of God. We must teach our children the truth of the Bible. It goes on to say that the children of Israel, verse number 19, Joshua said unto the people, Ye cannot serve the Lord, for He is an holy God and he is a jealous God, and he will not forgive your transgressions nor your sins. Joshua's trying to say, hey, listen, God's serious about this. If you're going to commit to God, he is a jealous God. He wants your service. He expects your service. He deserves your service. Then he says this, verse 20, if you forsake the Lord and serve strange gods, then he will turn and do you hurt. We see that The people in serving God were going to have to put away the rest. They weren't going to be able to serve other gods. Matthew 6, the Bible says, no man can serve two masters. The people would have to stay committed. They'd have to stay faithful. God forbid that we should forsake the Lord, the people said. They would have to incline their heart unto the Lord. They would have to obey His voice. Verse number 24 verse 23 now therefore put away the strange gods and incline your heart unto the Lord and verse 24 the people said unto Joshua the Lord our God will we serve and his voice will we obey and i tell you if you're going to serve god you're going to have to listen to god you're going to have to obey his voice and i see the definition serving god is so much more than just going through the motions it's done with your heart. It's done with your life. It's done with your commitment. It's done with your dedication, your consecration. Number four, I want you to see the danger, verse 20, if ye forsake the Lord. I'm going to tell you, that's a danger that every one of us face. There is not a person in this room who is exempt from forsaking God. It could happen to any one of us. From the pastor to the pew, Uh, from the choir member to the Sunday school teacher to the deacon to the nursery worker to the sound man to the usher to the greeter uh, to the children's church workers. None of us are exempt. It could happen to any one of us and greater Christians than us have forsaken God in the past. So there's the danger. The danger is that we would serve other gods. The danger is that we would go and serve strange gods and then experience the judgment of God. And I tell you, sometimes when you forsake God, you experience the judgment of God. I believe it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of an angry God. And by the way, that's New Testament. That's the book of Hebrews. And I tell you, God judges sin. But even if you forsake God, and even if God does not judge you, even if He does not seem to punish you or chasten you, like I believe He will eventually, But there's a danger when we forsake God, and that is that we could get comfortable living without God. I think that's where some people are. Life is going fine. They've gotten away from God. They've gotten out of church. They don't read the Bible. They don't pray. They don't serve God. But things seem to be comfortable. They haven't had that phone call. They haven't had that emergency. They haven't had that wake-up call, so to speak. But friend, I want to tell you what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid of living without God. I'm afraid of living without God's blessing, without the presence of God. I I am terrified to live without God in my life. I need Him every day. I need Him to guide me. I need His Word. I need the Holy Spirit. I need the Bible. say, well, why do we serve Him in the first place? Well, we serve him because we love him. We serve him because he's been so good to us. We serve him because if it were not for God, we wouldn't be here to begin with. And the children of Israel, they wouldn't have been in the promised land. They wouldn't have come out of Egypt. They wouldn't have crossed through the Red Sea. They wouldn't have survived in the wilderness. They wouldn't have made it over the Jordan River. They wouldn't have won the battles had it not been for God. How can we forsake God? After all that he's done for us, the danger is forsaking God. Number five, the dedication. It says in verse number 25, so Joshua made a covenant with the people that day. Verse 24, they said to Joshua, the Lord our God will we serve and his voice will we obey. And Joshua said in verse 25, he said, I'm going to hold you to that. Joshua made a covenant with the people that day. And he set them a statute and an ordinance in Shechem. See, that's what we're doing tonight. We've had a dedication service. By the way, we've got a lot of witnesses here in this dedication service also. We've got a lot of people who heard what was said, a lot of people who saw what was done. We've got a lot of people here today to say, hey, we're pulling for you. Don't forsake God. Keep on serving God. Keep on living for God. Keep on bringing up your children in the way of the Lord. There's a dedication. This is a dedication that is sacred. It's a dedication that is holy. Verse 26, so Joshua wrote these words in the book of the law, and he took up a great stone and set it there under an oak, and that was by the sanctuary of the Lord. It's interesting to me that there was a a book where it was written, there was a stone there, there was a a great oak tree, and those were all reminders of the dedication. I pray that God will allow us to be at this property here on Bowling Road till Jesus comes. But I tell you this, every time you drive by this property, every time you see this building, every time you see that steeple, Every time you see that sign, every time you see the, the words, the name Victory Baptist Church, I hope it's a reminder of a decision that you made, a decision that we made to say we're going to serve God. I hope every time you come into this auditorium, you see this platform, I hope it's a reminder of the night that you stood up here with your baby and said, We want to dedicate this child to live for God. And we want to dedicate this child, and we as parents want to be parents that love God and serve God. Must be a dedication. These people made a covenant. They made a promise to Joshua, but they made a promise to God. Lastly, I want you to see in verse 26. I'd never seen this before. I've read this passage many times. I've preached from this passage, not this message, but I've preached from this passage, but I've n- I'd never seen verse 26 before this past week, and it never stood out like it did this past week. It says in Joshua wrote these words in the book of the law of God. This is the book of the law of God right here. And the words that brother Dan read in the scripture reading, those were the words that Joshua wrote down, obviously not in English, he wrote them in Hebrew. Those were the words that he wrote down and they're in a book. And guess what? We've still got them today. Not only that, he wrote these words in the book of the law of God, and he took a great stone and set it up there under an oak. Hmm. And it just so happens that that stone and that oak tree were right next to the sanctuary, the place where they worship God. I'll tell you, there's two things, and this is Number six, the direction. There's two things that every person must have if they're going to choose to serve God and stick with it. They need this book right here. You've got to have the Bible. And I don't mean just sitting on a shelf in your house collecting dust from Sunday to Sunday. I don't mean that. I mean a book that's in your house that you open and that you read and you teach it and you memorize it, and you meditate on it, and you live according to it. This is not just some ancient textbook that we we point at and refer to. Yeah, I remember when that. This is a book we live by. It's a manual for life. It's gonna set your direction in your home. The book. But not only the book. The sanctuary. The house of God. I believe In my experience, everybody I've ever known, everybody I've ever seen, and I don't know all the reasons and all that stuff, of course, only God knows that. But when you get away from the book, when you get away from the Bible, and you get away from the house of God, you can mark it down every time. You will get away from serving God. I've never known anybody that was able to faithfully serve God when they got away from this book, and they got away from the church. And I tell you, it's going to set the direction. It's going to help keep us on track. Say, well, you know, I used to go to church, but there's a bunch of hypocrites at that church. Guess what? Same here. You know how I know that? Because I'm one of them. I try, but I make mistakes. I do things I shouldn't do. I I confessed my sin to you this morning. Some of you were staring at me wide-eyed and you wouldn't even say amen or agree. You acted like it never happens to you. But I said this morning, sometimes I don't feel like going to church. You can act all pharisaical again if you want tonight like you did this morning. But you know why? Because we all are a bunch of sinners. But we're sinners that have been saved by the grace of God. We need this book. We need this church. We need the local church. And if this is not your local church, you've got another one. You need that local church because without the book and without the church, we're not going to stay committed to serving God. I don't know what you're going to do. I don't know what everybody else is going to do. But I know as for me, and my house, we will serve the Lord.